rejoice, everyone. Tottenham Hotspur has finally won a game. It seems like forever ago that we last got three points in the Premier League, but nevertheless, Ryan Mason takes over as interim manager. First game, first W. Welcome back, everyone, to the next episode of the United Spurs of America podcast. I'm Michael Ramirez alongside my good friend, best bud, Jacob Ballraven. Hey, hey. Jacob, finally a win on the board. Three more points and top four is within grasp. It is a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do, but it is still, it's still open. We still have a shot. You know, that's, that's the fun part, right? Uh, I think what Chelsea has a game in hand and they're two points ahead of us. Hey, we got Sheffield United after uh, this, this Carabao cup, lots of, lot to be excited about. Uh, I thought what a great second half for, for Ryan Mason and for Tottenham Hotspur and three points. Oh my God. Three points. It it feels so good to say it, man. I feel like I already mentioned uh, in the intro, it just feels like forever since we've had a result like this, where not only did we win, but positive vibes, uh, definitely a solid second half performance, something to, you know, something to build on uh, moving forward, especially with such a, a big cup game cup final on Sunday. This win was very, very important, man. So um, we'll get into it. 2-1 win over Southampton, like I said. Very, very sluggish first half. Um, I was very, very disappointed in the boys' performance in the first half. Danny Ings netted his one goal that he seems to always score against Tottenham recently. Um, that makes it six goals in, in his last six six games against Tottenham. Um, man just seems to score against us. Didn't matter, though. Second half, very, very good response from the lads. I'm very, very interested to see what the team talk was like uh, during halftime, what Ryan Mason's, you know, first real big team talk um, yeah. with adversity against the going against the team um, looked like, man, and sounded like. I wonder mm-hmm. I, I wonder what went in there in that locker room because the boys had such a great response in that second half. Looked to a be, lot more lively, created more chances. We just looked better, man. To be a fly on the wall of that locker room at halftime, I would love to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I felt like, you know, one of the announcers said, what does what does a 29-year-old uh, former teammate of these guys, what does he say at halftime to these guys to rile them up, to get them ready out, you know, to go out there and put two goals in? And three guys on this in the starting 11 alone are older than Ryan Mason. Just, just yeah. think about that. Toby, Bale. Hugo, and Gareth Bale, all yeah. older than Ryan Mason. That's insane, man. And what then, about Sissoko? So, well, that's just in the eleven. That's just in the 11. Okay, okay, okay. So they were the only three in the 11 that are that are older than Ryan Mason. But yeah, man, it would have been very, very interesting to hear that team talk because whatever he said must have worked. Um, like I said, looked a lot more lively, created many more chances in that second half compared to the first half. We looked really tired, man. I, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. We looked tired. We looked sluggish. We, we just looked like a team that wasn't in form. And, and obviously we weren't, but you would have liked to see a little bit more of a response, especially with a new manager. Uh, I felt like they kind of, they, they could have let off the shackles a little bit that Marina was holding them under. Obviously Gareth Bale was starting. Toby Alderweireld was starting. Um, mm-hmm. That fell out of favor with Mourinho near the yeah. end of his tenure. Um, I was very disappointed, but luckily had a great second half, but what were, you, what were some of your thoughts, Jacob, from that first half? Um, obviously didn't play play up to our expectations. What did you see? Um, you know, well, first half, I like to start with, you know, pregame and seeing Eric Dyer in the lineup, having a bit nervous. I know I had you upset. Um, so what was the first thing I said? I said, okay, Bale's back, Bale's back. But what is Eric Dyer doing in there, man? Again, again, what did he do 
from Everton on Friday to now. I don't understand it, but I don't know. That was my only thing with the 11. Yeah, you know, I, I can agree with that. I thought, um, you know, putting Lucas up there at the, the striker position, he, he kind of disappeared, but he did some good things. Um, I mean, he was just all energy, right? I thought that that was pretty pretty good uh, for us. I thought yeah. Gareth Bale had one hell of a game. Um, it, we, when you mentioned the shackles coming off from the Jose Mourinho era, uh, my, my first thought was just that, that, you know, it seemed like uh, they were just running around without thinking about football. They were just like, okay, great. No Jose Mourinho to fucking worry about. So let's just pass the ball. And they were fucking around basically in Southampton uh, took advantage of that. I think Danny Ings, what he always scores against Tottenham, right? Isn't that? Yeah. He's six he's goals never, in his last six games, man. He's, he's never he's not a machine when he plays stadium, this. Right. I believe so. Yep. Um, anyway, but, I still thank you, Denny Ings. Uh, was it left hamstring? Because as soon yeah. as he went out, that game turned around. Bottom mm-hmm. line, I don't know if it's a halftime talk or if it was the lack of Denny Ings on their side. Um, you know, to me, what impressed me most was was just the second half grit and determination. That it was yeah. in the 80th minute. I'm sitting there wondering, you know. I thought we were going to draw. Uh, at that us. point, yeah, yeah. I thought at that point the the VAR decision already went against us. Sonny's goal got ruled out. It was one one. To be honest, man, I, I already I already had it chalked up because we had seen that story so many times before. But mm-hmm. uh, hey, going back to the Sonny thing, uh, what what's your take on that? Was Lucas blocking? Yeah, the so let, let's I mean... talk about it a little bit. So um, for those of you who didn't see the the goal that got disallowed by uh, by Hyunmin Son. He got the ball um, in pretty much in the middle of the box. It was a great team play right in front of the I believe Lo Cel- I, I believe Lo Celso started that whole um, that whole transition that 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 whole counterattack, I believe, pass it out to I think he passed it to Lucas. Lucas passed it back to Lo Celso, I believe. And then Lo Celso played it out wide to Regulon. Mm-hmm. Regulon cut it back and crossed a low driven cross into the middle of the box for Sonny to meet with his left foot. And it was pretty clinical, man. I mean, it didn't seem out of the, or out of the ordinary Lucas was in front of him. He wasn't an offside position, but in my opinion, he didn't really have any much influence on that goal. I believe that whether or not he was in, in front of the keeper or in front of son, I think that's going in, man. It was, it was a, a very powerful strike into the bottom left corner of the goal. I didn't, I didn't think the keeper was getting there. Yeah, um, the that's just on, my opinion, though. That I think I can see why VAR disallowed it. I, I just I, – I disagree with it, man. Because take out Lucas, you really think that keeper is blocking that shot from Son from that close range? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there's too much pace on that ball. Yeah, for sure. Plain and simple. But, you know, it is what it is, and the guys rallied. I think that was the biggest takeaway from that. Um, yeah. You know, it was weird not having the security of Harold Keane. But, uh, you know, Sonny, I think last year he proved that he's more than capable of taking those penalties. Um, When Harry Kane went out, I think he had two, one or two, I know. Um, So, but yes, it was not 100% certainty that. But hey, watching Harry Kane celebrate in the stands, I think that was a beautiful sight for everybody. It was. Um, so you take a look at the first goal, which was scored by Gareth Bale. Beautiful, beautiful curler. It was off a deflected shot, I believe. Was it was it Regulon Lucas. who had the deflected shot? Lucas? Lucas yeah, yeah, it was Lucas. 
bounced out to the right-hand side of the box uh, to Bale. He kind of squared it up himself, curled the ball into the top left corner, into the back, um, if I do say so myself. It was it was beautiful, man. It was vintage Bale, created something out of nothing. That was the first goal. Like we mentioned, VAR chalked off Sun's goal um, a few minutes later. I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes after that fact. I think it was closer to 10. But um, ended up getting a VAR call that actually went our way. I feel like we've when was the last time a VAR call went our way? I feel like it's been a while. I feel like we've had a few instances where VAR went against us more than they've gone um, for us in the past few months. I don't know. Anyways, something interesting to look up before this, before we started the show, (laughs) but yeah, no, I, I I do agree that um, when it comes to VAR, it's a little skeptical, but uh, you know, just to kind of put a bow on my overall thoughts before the game started, uh, there was no, Joe Rodon in the 18 Sanchez was yep. on the bench. Um, for me, I feel like I don't know why he would do that other than maybe he just respects Sanchez more than he respects Rodon. I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like Joe's done enough recently anyway to uh, warrant at least a spot on the bench. Wasn't even in the yeah. 18, but so, seeing Steven Bergvine in the 18, that got me excited. I know that. Winks and Steven Bergvine back into the 18. Um, like I already mentioned, Toby, Bale, Lo Celso back in the starting lineup. Um, I know Bale and, and Toby had had a little bit of a falling out with Jose near the end of his tenure. Um, haven't Didn't really see anything on Lo Celso, though. Um, not really sure where, where his allegiances lie. But um, anyways, yeah, Winks and Bergvine back into the 18, started on the bench today. They were both brought on as substitutes. That was the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on. Um, for the Southampton matches that the substitutes in the second half, I really thought they were, they were decent, man. They were, I, I, I don't, I don't think I disagreed with any of them. And Belly looked a little gassed near the, I believe it was like the 71st minute or something like mm-hmm. that when he came off for, for Harry Winks, Winks came on. Um, distribution was pretty good. I actually thought Winks had a decent game. He wasn't asked to do too much. I think that's where he really shows his strengths is when he's not asked to do too much with the ball not to be too much of a creative pastor in that middle of the field. Um, played well along, alongside Hoybier. Lamella came on later on in the game for Lucas, um, or excuse me, Lo Celso. And then uh, Bergvine came on at the end for Bale. Um, all three substitutes I don't disagree with. I thought they were fine. But the one player I did, I, I did want to see, you, you, I think you have a feeling of who it was, right? I uh, know what you're going to say. I already know where you're going, Deli Ali. We've got Alley. <laughs> Deli Ale, I just don't think you understand. Yes, sir. Um, I would have liked to see Deli Ali in the uh, at some point in the match, man. But what's what I started to think about the the more I thought about it, I guess throughout the match, that's that's two managers in a row now that haven't started Deli Ali and haven't even brought him on as a sub. Uh, Mourinho did that for the majority of this season, and now Ryan Mason in his first game chose to do the same as well. I, I get he, he's probably not in his best form, obviously, um, but there's got to be something going on in training, man. He just may, he might have just not trained well the past week or so. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw I, I really thought that there was a strong chance of Delhi coming on. Um, Me too. But yeah. but the thing was, I think the 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 game dictated different subs, right? You saw Harry Winks come on first. I think that that was a tactical move. Um, you know, we'd gotten the goal and we needed to go up, but Tongi was starting to get gassed. And, um, you know, seeing Winks back there with Hoybier, I didn't mind it, actually. You know, I, I was a lot less... Uh, 
I was, I was more impressed. I'll put it that way than I thought I would be. Um, but I, I just don't know at what point during the game, bringing Deli Alley on would have served us better. I think there was moments there where I felt like maybe, maybe for La Celso or Lucas, uh, but I guess my heart was more just wanting to see Steven Bergvine, and I'm very glad I got to see that. So, Hey, that is the first appearance since Liverpool, I believe, in January. Premier League appearance, anyways, for Steven Bergvine, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. That's... You can fact-check me if you want out there at home, but I'm pretty sure his last game was against Liverpool in January. Obviously, he had a decent performance, but didn't put any of his chances away. That was the main thing which led to his benching and ultimately I guess got him out of the 18 um, in Jose's eyes, but definitely great to see him back out there, man. I definitely agree. Um, Steven Bergvine has been a mixed bag so far at Tottenham, but he's definitely, you can see the flashes, man. You can see that talent. You can see the potential. It's just about unlocking that. It's about who, whichever manager is going to unlock that Jose did it a little bit um, when, when Bergvine first joined our, our squad but after that he kind of he kind of phased out a little bit but um yeah man i liked all the subs what about you was there anyone that you would have brought on instead of um winks lamella or stevie i think to be honest man i think the only one that i would have disagreed with was maybe lamella delhi instead of lamella but i thought lamella brought on some pretty decent energy when he did come on in the second Came in half. there and he shitted on him that's what yeah. we needed him for. Deli Alley's going to go in there and try and finesse on him. I love, I, I prefer the Lamella sub. And if you'd asked me this uh, last year or when we were both still back in Dallas, um, I probably would have been like, why? why? Back when I you remember, hated Lamella? Oh, I know, but Lamella's my guy. Bring him on. Let him fuck around with the other team. Let him mess with their mentals. I love it. I mean, to me, uh, I would have maybe done the Gareth Bale sub a little sooner. He did look a little gassed um, yeah. like midway through the second half. Yeah. But the good thing about him coming off is now he gets extra rest for, for Sunday. You already know he's going to start on Sunday. Oh, he's has um, to. Has to. Ryan Mason mentioned post-game in his post-master interview. Um, one of the questions he got asked was, you know, what was what what was the main difference? I get it was something along the lines of what was the main difference between you and Jose's, I guess, thinking of of putting Bale in the eleven. Obviously. Bale wasn't starting that much at the end of Jose Mourinho's tenure at Tottenham first game under the charge of Ryan Mason, he gets the start and he ends up getting the goal. So, you know, that was one of the questions that I was starting. I was starting to think about that, man. Like how with that mentality and that thinking and that reasoning of why you start him today, you have to start him on Sunday, especially after he got the goal, he's got the momentum. He's got what? Seven, 80 ish minutes under 80 ish more minutes under his belt. Um, I think he'll be ready to go for Sunday, man. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. I think so. Um, that's the only reason, really, why I also thought maybe I would have liked to see him come off a little sooner, just so he had a little bit fresher legs. Um, I hope that uh, you know Father Time is kind on him this weekend. But I will say that you know I'm hopeful to see oh number fourteen at least on the bench. I mean, I felt like that that he he's proved enough as of late anyway it's like yeah i'm de- i definitely don't disagree with you um th- i think maybe the reasoning for that i guess this is just my opinion um obviously i don't know what went into the thinking of the selection by ryan mason but um you have dyer and, and toby back there they're pretty experienced i felt like he he wanted to go with a more experienced uh center back pairing maybe trusting them a little bit too to hopefully not make too many mistakes out there 
the the one goal that Southampton had wasn't even Toby or Dyer's fault, to be honest. It was just Aurier didn't do a, a very good job of man-marking Ings on the corner, and he ended up getting a, a deflection off his head, and it ended up hitting the post and going in. But other than that, obviously a shaky start to the game. They had a their first real chance, which was like a deflected shot and then saved off the line by Hugo, like what, two very feet away on. maybe? Two, it was like in the, in the first minute. minute or two. Yeah, yeah, second minute of the game. It was a very shaky start for the back line already. And after that had happened, man, I was already, you, you know me, my my negativity and pes- pessimism was, was starting to kick in. Like, oh God, we're going to concede two before we even score one. Um, but other than that, not a terrible performance from the back line. Definitely not stellar, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I think if we look at the first half, there's a lot of things we could point at that was that was not good, frankly. Um, yep. I have here in the 13th minute that uh, Reggie had a poor touch. Uh, excuse me, Reggion had a poor touch on the ball and Walker Peters, which shout out Kyle Walker Peters. Shout um, out Kyle Walker Peters. Which, I mean, if, if he was a, a, a Harry Kane type, he probably would have put that in the back of the net. Uh, so I think we got lucky there. There's a few times we got lucky, but then, you know, I also have here in the 16th minute that uh, Dyer and Bell both had uh, some good defense. So we, we were shaky. We were hanging on. I think if that's a Man City or a Man United, they go up one or two there instead of just one. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, what what a second half. What we don't get that often, right? <laughs> second, we don't get a response. Of... We we usually get the opposite of a response in the second half when when Jose Mourinho is manager. Right, um, we should one zero in the first ten minutes, and then and then we sit back yeah. and just try to preserve the one 0 lead. Um, which brings me to my next point, man. Um, it's just the beginning. Had a short week of prep with the manager, so obviously there wasn't too much. Um, I guess too much to to taste in that first game as far as the bigger picture. But what did you think of Ryan Mason's Tottenham? Definitely more attacking, I feel like. And I think we've already talked about the we mentioned the key points that I want to bring up with uh with Mason's Tottenham's, I guess, mindset, mm-hmm. that passion, the response of the second half. He mentioned bravery as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned they just want to play like Tottenham Hotspur again. That's it, that is what Ryan Mason's philosophy was heading into this game. That's what he answered to uh, those questions about what the identity was going to be under mm-hmm. his leadership. I really liked the response, man. Really, really liked the response today. And you could tell that the players were leaving it all out there in the second half. You couldn't say that about the first half, though. No, I don't think you can. Um, for me, it was, you know, it was exciting. It was yeah. it was the unknown, right? Like, what what's going to happen? What what is he telling the players what will happen? And, you know, I think that that was, that was kind of fun and it was refreshing. Um, I think my Fitbit was going crazy. Like my heart rate <laughs> telling you to breathe. Yeah. I mean, I think I even sent that to the group chat, like y'all I'm, I'm fucking shaking over here <laughs> and you know, but that's, that's, that's beautiful. Right. That's why we love this. Exactly. And, and for me, it, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. You know, I think on the last pod, we said uh, 24 hours to get over. I think it took me 48 hours to get over the Jose thing. I think you stretched the rule a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I will say this morning, I did wake up just positive. Hey, let's do this, Mason. I'm I'm behind you. What what else am I going to say? Just I'm not going to be the guy trying to drag the bus down. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the guy trying to put gas in it. So toot toot, let's go. 
I mean, I loved it. Uh, give me more one and oh as our manager. Exactly. Give and at more. the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Hey, we uh, we mentioned it. We, we mentioned it on our, I guess, our farewell episode for Jose Mourinho. We had some good wins. We had some good moments. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you get on that sheet of paper mm-hmm. at full time. When the full time whistle blows, who is on top and who is not. And at the end of the day, he's the youngest manager to manage a Premier League game. And he's now the youngest manager to win a Premier League game as well. Want to know? Go. Ryan Mason's tenure at Tottenham is starting off in a positive way. Um, I'm just happy, man. I'm excited. I am definitely looking forward to Sunday. I think I was starting to dread it a little bit um, when Jose was our manager because I just felt like even if we scored first, you already knew what was going to happen afterwards. I don't even have to tell you what was going to happen. It was going to happen. We were going to sit back. We were going to defend for the rest of the game, and we probably would have lost two or three to one. Mm-hmm. That was probably what it was going to be. Now, let's see, man. Let's see what the mentality is going into this game. I'm definitely expecting to see a banger of an 11. And like you already mentioned, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm praying to God that Harry Kane is in that 11. Because if he is, obviously that's a game changer for us, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was Southampton today. It definitely wasn't Man City or Liverpool or hey, they were United, the any of the big point. teams. They yeah, were, they were the I guess. at one point. So but they were the they have they have been down bad recently. I believe they've only won what was it? They won oh yeah, they got three of nine West or Brom. something like that. They've they won three of their last West nine. Brom, like last two, yeah, two games ago, had, something like that. So they haven't been on their best form. But nevertheless, man, a win is a win. Definitely saw some positive signs. Like we already said, the attitude was there, the bravery was there. And that's all you can really ask for in Tottenham Hotspur these days. Um, but yeah, man, big game on Sunday, isn't it? Huge. Big, big game on Sunday. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and put on the pod. I'll put it on the record. I'll put it out there. If we get a win this Sunday, I am going to get a Tottenham tattoo. It is going to happen. Um, I'm thinking hey. of getting. I'm thinking of getting to dare is to do in French, right there. The club slogan right here on the forearm. But we got to get the dub first. Um, massive match on Sunday. Carabao Cup final against Man City, obviously league leaders. They just won 2-1 today. Um, 10 v Besides praying, besides praying, what else uh, are you looking for in this game, man? Big, big task. Tall, tall task for Ryan Mason in just his second game in professional management. But nevertheless, you got to win it, man. Got to win it. There's an old acronym here in the States, and... I'm sure many of you have heard it. It might be a movie, actually, that I'm stealing this from, but it's Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Ryan. I'm not saying Ryan Mason is stupid. I'm just that's the that's the acronym. But I think keeping it simple. Um, I think just do what we're good at, play to our strengths, um, and know that Man City's going to be passing the ball a bunch. Hopefully, Phil Foden is uh, off of his game. Uh, he had he had a really good game today. I'm scared, man. Yeah, I was about to say he had a very good game today. Phil Foden is he's special, man. He's special. Yeah, you know, and hey, more power to the kid. But uh, hopefully on Sunday he ain't fucking running that great, or he ain't the ball coming off his foot wrong. I hope that's the case. Um, he so, also wasn't playing Pierre Emil Hoybier in the middle of the pitch, though. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Let Pierre get a couple hard tackles on him. I mean, the kid from what i've gathered he's kind of he's a little rough he's from the streets right like he played a lot of street ball he's pretty so. physical he's pretty yeah physical. hey i think it'll be a great game and i think um you know just the chance that 
Ryan Mason's going to come in here, his second game as manager, and possibly old. bring the silverware. And you know what? Even if he doesn't, this is it. Kind of goes back to my point. Last pod was um, it gives us an out, quite frankly, to be like, oh well, you know, it's his second game as manager. Give the guy a break, right? Uh, but I think, hey, he wins Carabao. Who knows? We make top four. Is he the manager next year? If we win the Carabao Cup and make top four, you have to put him in the conversation. Um, uh, frankly, I think it'd be disrespectful not why? to at that yeah. point because you've you've asked the man to do these things and he's executed and exceeded your expectations. Let's be honest. We're not expecting we're not expecting Spurs to reach top four with an interim manager who's 29 years old. But if it happens, hey, it happens. Let's put it this way. We were already saying in the previous pods after the draws and the losses that okay top four is kind of out of shot so the fact that it i still kind of feel that way but at the end of the day i'm also like there's still that like hey in the 80th sliver of hope that's what i'm saying in the 80th minute i'm still gonna be like maybe we could do it baby yeah maybe we could do it and you know what um yeah big big ups to the lads because beautiful game made me very happy my son was my son also fell asleep on me uh while i was watching the game and as soon as he fell asleep nothing but good things happened starting nice. with danny ing's left See, hamstring you you couldn't celebrate any of the goals though i was like <laughs> that's how the I did thrust it. in your chest <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way uh but man Great game. Gareth Bale, thank you for your work today. That is my yes, man of the match. And we're going to need another one on Sunday. Yeah, let's go into our – I totally forgot, man. I, I feel like that's a sin on this pod. We got to go through our man of the matches today. I already, um, I already dropped mine. For me – all right, you got Gareth Bale. For me – oh, man. This is tough. Honestly, I haven't really thought about this. I'm going with, with – uh, I'm going with Sun. I got to go with Sun. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he was my second choice. Stone cold from the spot. It beautiful. Obviously, there's probably a greater chance of it going in than not going in. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you still got to convert. The man stepped up. He took his penalty and he, he took it like a champ, man. Uh, hey, what can I say? Ch- it was it was for three points as well. Don't get that wrong. You know, don't get it twisted. Put some respect on this man's name. He stepped up to the spot when we needed him. When we needed a Harry Kane esque in the box. He became that Harry Harry Kane esque that we needed, and at the end of the day, man, he delivered the three points for us. But I have Gareth Bale as a close second. You can really pick either one, in my opinion. Today, I, I great, feel the great same way. From both. I feel the same way because I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think the judging really starts until the second half because they both started making differences in the second half. Sonny was running around free. I kind of liked it. Let him run around free. Beautiful man. Let him run around free. That's my guy. <laughs> um, I'm losing my point here, but. What what I liked was seeing him smile again, seeing us smile again. I think it's beautiful. The fans the are picture, happy. The, the fans the are picture showing of out sun. before the game, saying "Inic out." I mean, oh just, my god, the passion! We were, on it. we were there. We were there. We had to win that, and we did. And it was. Beautiful. I'm just I'm just waiting for Levy to resign, bro. I'm just waiting for Daniel Levy to resign. Nah, he looked extra I, comfy up there. Oh, they he kept did. Showing. He he's looked not, super he's, comfy. He's he's not leaving, man. He's a mm-hmm. greedy old man who's going to write out his paycheck until the day he dies. Write me um, a paycheck. Shit. The uh the the picture though um of Hyunmin Son and and Sergio Regulon at the end mm. of the game it was uh right after Sonny had scored his penalty you can just see the happiness on both of their faces man it uh I really hope we get to see some more smiles over the next few weeks not only with wins but 
the players being able to enjoy themselves out there. Obviously, at the end of Jose's tenure, we weren't really seeing that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely agree with you, man. It was good to see him smile again. It was good to see him having fun. Um, but, you know, I just need Deli Alley in that 11, baby. Hey, maybe he'll do something for us at the Cup. Maybe. I don't think I don't think he starts on Sunday, but I think there's a good chance he comes off the bench. Um, I, think we'll if we're down, I think if we're down, I think if we're down late, Deli Alley comes on. He's got to be an option for sure. Um, any final thoughts, man? I know we we kind of tore this game open and really dove deep into it, but hey, it was a win, right? Baby. Hey, we got it. Finally on the pod after what three weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. God, man, it's been it's been such a long time since we had a pod after a win. Um, yeah, it felt really good, man. Ryan Ryan Mason's Tottenham tenure got off to a positive start. What can I say? One of our own. Hashtag it. This club is my only club. For this club, I cannot change. But uh, three points in the bag, man. Let's go over the Premier League table real quick before we move on um, and wrap this pot up for today. Tottenham sitting in sixth place, 33 games played, 53 points, two games behind fourth place Chelsea. Chelsea does have a game in hand with 32 played. Um, but like we already mentioned, man, we do have some a relatively easy schedule for the rest of the, uh, of the league schedule. Um, like you already mentioned, Sheffield United is next after Man City. That is the Sunday after on May 2nd. Then we have a pretty tough game against Leeds. They always play the top six very, very well. Got Wolves right after that. Another tough game, but we are back at home. Then we finish the season off with Villa and Leicester City. It's doable, man. It, it's doable. That's what I'll say. It's doable to reach top four. The light is there. We just have to execute. But regardless... Very winnable games down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think we got some tests coming up. I don't think we should take anything lightly. Um, Definitely not. Even Sheffield United, they're already relegated. But, hey, at this point, they're playing for pride. And I think when you back a man into a corner, you see what he's made of. And they're professional athletes at the end of the day. So none yep. of these none of these games are going to come easy. I think we got to come in there and handle business uh, kind of like we did in the second half uh, today. So, yeah. I'm looking forward, you know, uh, my predictions for the cup. You want my heart? Or you want my head? Both. We'll go. Uh, we'll go care about cup predictions real quick. Uh, let's go heart then head. Heart four three Tottenham. Wow. High scoring game. Yeah. Uh, head three, two city. Unfortunately, they're just too heart. much money, too much oil money. Heart. 2-1 Spurs, head, 3-1 City. Um, right. They are – they're just a machine this year, man. Um, mm. They're on the verge of winning their their third title in four years in the Premier League. Um, they still have the chance to win the treble, still in Champions League. The battle in the Premier League are in the Carabao Cup final. Luckily, they won't get the quadruple. They got um, they got knocked out by Leicester, right? Yes, Leicester City. They got knocked out by Leicester in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're a machine, man. Um, Kevin De Bruyne might not play, which is very good. Good, but good news, good news. The the other side of that is they still have Phil Foden, so it's tough, man. They don't have a lot of weaknesses, but the one thing I will say is that we've already beaten this this season. It was a long time ago. It was, it was with, with Jose. Jose, but we did beat them. We know how to beat them. 
Um, we were undefeated the last three games, at least, I believe. Yes, last three games against City before our loss um, a few months ago. I'm confident, though, man. I am confident that I think we'll come out, we'll show out, um, we'll play with pride like we did in the second half. If we play like we did in the second half for all 90 minutes, we're winning. I, I, I honestly truly believe that. But the big if there is the consistency and what we're going to look like at the start of the match. I'm going to scream at my family if we win. Just letting you know, my family's going to get... I think I might cry, man. I have been a Tottenham fan since 2014, and I have not seen them win a single title. I haven't seen them win a single trophy. Their last trophy was an 08 Carling Cup. I honestly think I'll cry. I've seen them get knocked out of many competitions in my life. I have seen them blow cup finals. Um, Champions League finals, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, when it was the Capital One Cup, whatever it may be. I think I'm going to cry if we if we win. I really do. Um, hey, we're going we'll to have to goes, though. We're going to have to share a drink uh, on Sunday. <laughs> For sure, man. I'm going to be absolutely blasted if we win, though. Uh, I'm going to be all sorts of fucked up if we win that cup on Sunday. And you best believe that. It'll be a fun part. That, that podcast, because we're going to do it right after the match. We've already agreed to this. We're going to do a live post-match, well, not technically not live, but directly post-match podcast after the Carabao Cup, and it is either going to be the saddest thing that you have ever listened to or one of the funniest things you have ever listened to. Um, let's go over the Super League real quick, just because it was big news um, yesterday in the world of football. The Super League, let's, uh, let's all take a moment of silence for the Super League real quick. All right, that's long enough. Um, fuck the owners. Fuck the people who are who are stingy with their money and just want um, all of the glory for themselves, all of the riches for themselves. Um, I am just so glad it hasn't gone through, man. Um, Super league is now suspended. All English teams have withdrawn from the competition along with both Milan's AC and Inter, and then Atletico Madrid as well. The only three teams that do remain in the super league now are real Madrid, their president who initiated the whole process of the creation of the super league and then Barcelona and um, Juventus as well. But um, I'll briefly go, we'll just briefly go over it just because we, I know we both have a very, very big disdain for it and are, are very much against it. But um, any quick thoughts, man, before we wrap up this pod, Super League, rest in peace. We'll smell you later. Not going to miss you. Didn't, hey. didn't care for you. What's that meme uh, with the, the African funeral? Where they're dancing with oh, the where they're dancing with the casket. Yeah, let's go. That's just, how I feel. just picture the Super League in a casket right here. I'm just vibing with it on my shoulder. Hopefully, yeah, man. Hopefully Get it there's out. room for room for Dan Levy. You know, go ahead. Yeah. I like that Manchester uh, United. Their guy stepped down. I think everyone should step down. Ed Woodward. Finally, yeah. I think it was it was a eight yeah, seasons. He was the chairman. Ed Woodward and the Glazers. The Glazers are not selling, though. They uh, they penned a letter to their fans, and so did Liverpool, I believe. Liverpool's owner penned a letter and recorded a, a, an apology video. Mm. But, um, well, yeah, the, only... the United owners, the Glazers said that they weren't going to sell the team. So well, I don't really care. It's more power to them, honestly. I hope they stay there forever because... The only Glazer I like is the one at Krispy Kreme. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, man, we'll wrap up this pod real quick. Uh, hopefully Daniel Levy steps down as, as chairman. He's not going to, um, but we can all hope so. Right. Hey, we can have another emergency pod. We could, and it would be another great emergency pod as well. Um, but anyway, guys, 
Big match on Sunday, Carabao Cup final, Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester City, Wembley Stadium in the capital. It's going to be huge, fans. man. 8,000 fans, yes. 8,000 fans in attendance as well. That should be interesting. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you for, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, this, this brand new edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Um, as always, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, please consider supporting us as well. It's been a busy, busy week for us. We've recorded three pods in the last five days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a whirlwind of a week in world football and as a Tottenham fan as well. Yeah, shout Hopefully- out to my family for uh, putting up with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. It has been an insane last five days. Yeah. Insane. But the engagement has been awesome the past week. We've already mentioned it on the, on the last few pods, but thank you so much for all of you guys who have been yeah, let's keep it engaging going. with us on social media, especially on Twitter, mm-hmm. who have been listening to our podcasts week in and week out. We definitely appreciate the support. Um, please keep it up. Please let us know your thoughts. Any feedback is greatly appreciated, negative or positive. And as mm-hmm. always, up the lads. Come on, you Spurs. Up and hopefully, lads. by the time you listen to us on Sunday, come we'll be lifting on. a trophy. Come for Michael on, Ramirez, Spurs. for Jacob Wallraven, I am Michael Ramirez. We'll yes, see sir. you guys on Sunday. Push, push, hopefully, push. it will be a very, very happy edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. We'll see you then. <laughs>